and good morning, everyone. I'm so glad that you're here with me this morning. I am Lee with Fiery Faith Ministries, and this is Morning Manna. I pray that you had a wonderful Shabbat rest and a, a wonderful weekend, a good start to your first day of the week yesterday, that you were able to get a, a lot accomplished. Uh, I pray that you were here Friday for the uh, Friday Fellowship. It was absolutely wonderful. We had left and right ministries. Lyndon and Ruth came on and they started our fellowship in, for the night uh, in praise, worship, music. It was absolutely wonderful. And Ruach led. It was just an amazing experience. And we look forward to bringing on um, others with musical uh, gifts from the Father to bring worship music to our fellowship on Friday. So if you know anyone or if you yourself are, uh, play music or sing songs and worship for the Father, contact us. We definitely would love to add as many of Yah's talented children as possible to get worship going on Fridays. What a great way it is to start our Shabbat. It is just um, a blessing to worship together, to be together, uh, to talk together, to interact with everyone through the chat. It is for us like being with family, but of course, nothing could uh, be better than if we were all together in person, but we know that one day soon that that will be a thing and what a glorious day that will be. I'd just like to say good morning to family here. We have Wire Wool and Andrea. Good morning. Blessings, my husband James and James Coletti and Maria Isabel. We are so glad that you are here. It is a blessing to have all of you here with me this morning. And I would like to read a prayer this morning before we get going. Um, so bow your hearts with me. Yahuwah Father, we praise you with our hands raised and our hearts bowed. We love you with every ounce of life we have in us life that you gave to us. Let us praise you with every breath we breathe and every beat of our heart. We long for relationship with you, Father, to converse with you, not just ask for things. Father, we pray to study your word with you so that you may show us your knowledge and impart deeper understanding so we can be pulled closer to you. Father, let your words be your, let our words be yours. So no offense come from our lips and land on another. Break our hearts, Father, for what breaks yours. So we will recognize the thorn in our own side to remove it completely. Let us not add another drop of sin to the cup of abomination. Let our love for Yahusha, the living water and bread of life, spring forth from our Ruach and flow down our face. Let the love given by Yahusha for each of us shine so bright in our countenance that others look at us in awe, causing them to long for the same light in their lives and seek you out. Hallelujah, Father, for your Torah and for the grafting in Yahusha gave to us that allows us this opportunity to be obedient to you and your righteous ways. We long to please you, Father, and pray to never cause you to turn your face away. With all our love and devotion, we pray to you. Amen. 
Absolutely. That is what is on my heart every single day. And what a delight it is to study his scripture and to get a closer relationship with him. And today I wanted to talk about loving one another. And this is a continuation from our Torah portion and our Torah talk. And it's just something that Yah has just kept pressing and pressing and pressing on me and showing me deeper layers into, um, well, part of the Torah portion and the Besorah this weekend. And it it's going to, it's a little heavy in places, but it's very, it was very eye-opening to me. And I just really felt him pressing me to talk about it because it was such a revelation to me, you know, to be able to have a little deeper understanding as to us and our words and how they affect others and how important it is to guard them. You know, James and I went yesterday on a wonderful hike on our first day of the week. It was much needed. We have these stresses that come from different directions and different angles, as I'm sure any of us do. But it was so nice to be in the sunshine and the warmth, walking amongst the trees, climbing the rocks and hills, listening to the birds, sitting by the bank of the river. Spring is finally here. Flowers are blooming everywhere and life is returning to all things. And I'm so happy to say there are bees all over my backyard. And that was something we just didn't see last year, which was weird. So I'm very thankful to see our bees buzzing around again and all the natural remedies springing up in my yard. It's very exciting. Dandelion and nettle and uh, plantains. There's there's a wealth of nutrition and medicine probably in your backyard if you will research what you have. I'm just going to say that. I can remember a time when I was so stressed and caught up in the struggles of a worldly life that I couldn't see the forest for the trees. I couldn't see the beauty and the daily gifts we take for granted so much for granted, such as waking up. We take that for granted, having clean water to drink and bathe in, having a roof over our head, clothes to wear, food to eat. Those things are tangible and still I took them for granted at times, like it was just expected to have those things. I've been doing a lot of reflection about what else in our life or my life had I ever taken for granted. How about Messiah taking our sins upon himself in the physical body so that he could take our destinies and defeat the grave for us to have the opportunity to life everlasting? I mean, sure, we say we're thankful and we praise him and we sing worship to him. We are aware as much as we can be of the pain and suffering he endured. But do we really understand how our everyday actions, words, and behavior are a ripple effect and, and can add to the cup of abomination that he had to take in. You know, in John 1, 29, we see um, Yehukanon says, Behold, the Lamb of Elohim, which takes away the sin of the world. He recognized him as he was approaching. He recognized him coming, that he was the Lamb of Elohim, 
that would take away the sins of the world. And I guess it was just a deeper reflection, this Torah portion, you know, reading that Torah portion this week and discussing it in several different fellowships, I had a rather tough realization, one that made me really look at myself really long and hard and how, <laughs> how I am, like a self-reflection. And y'all just really wanted me to share it. So in Leviticus 4, 4 27 through 29, and if any one of the common people sin through ignorance, while he does somewhat against any of the commandments of Yahweh concerning things which ought not be done and be guilty, or if his sin, which he has sinned, come to his knowledge, then he shall bring his offering, a kid of the goats, a female without blemish for his sin, which he has sinned. And he shall weigh his hand upon the head of the sin offering and slay the sin offering in the place of the ascending smoke offering upon the head of the bullock. Oh, I think that part got cut in from a different one. So this is, this part shouldn't be in here, but. You see here that it says he shall lay his hand upon the head of the sin offering and slay the sin offering in the place of the ascending smoke offering. So for the sin offering, each had to lay their hands upon the head of the sacrifice prior to it being killed. Not only to transfer your sin, but you had to feel the, the sacrifice. You had to see this life up close and personal that was going to die for your sin. They couldn't take this for granted necessarily because they physically had to stand in front of it and put their hands on it and watch it be killed afterwards. There was no separation there like what we have now. I've often thought about how difficult it would have been to watch the animal sacrifices and participate. Even more so difficult would it have been to watch Messiah be crucified. So through this particular Torah portion, I had a thought or a vision in my head that last week, uh, last week that I can't shake today or yesterday, it came more into focus. It was the thinking about Messiah, our salvation and the last perfect lamb of sacrifice of each of us standing in a line as long as you can see and beyond each person waiting to place their hands on the head of Yahushua to transfer their sin of their entire life, even a life we haven't finished living yet. With him kneeling and his head bowed and each person is there waiting with another, you know, waiting one and another. We scream, or wait, I missed my part, waiting one another for their turn. So we're all in a line waiting for our turn. And today I realize that every interaction we have each with each other, where we lose our temper with one another, we scream or curse to one another or call each other names, that even includes in traffic, um, road rage, when we degrade or put others down, when we are literally, we are then literally standing over our Messiah with our hands on his head, speaking these things or screaming them, you know, that hit me like, wow, this is, the, we think that there's this separation because we're here doing it and we can't even see that scene that played out. But this is really the ripple effect of what is happening, happening spiritually. So how much more careful would we be 
with our mouth, if we had to stand in front of our beloved Messiah as he knelt and put our hands on his head and speak all the terrible things we have ever spoken to someone or thought <laughs> or done. Like, I think if I'd have had this thought as a child, it definitely would have changed how I interacted. You know, it's that serious. It's like we have to take that into account that those words and those actions that we're doing, that is spiritually what's happening. I think if we would realize that we would we would take more control over we would have more self-control. So in Isaiah 53, 1 through 5, who has believed our report and to whom is the arm of Yahweh revealed? For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of a dry ground. He has no form, no comeliness. And when we shall see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. Although he to us, he's so beautiful in every way. But it's saying here, there's not going to be anything that's going to really make him stand out when he was in the physical body. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him, stricken, smitten of Elohim and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. And going into Pesach and unleavened bread, and we'll be eating the matzah uh, for seven days, I think it's important. I think it's important to remember this that by his stripes we are healed, and what he is to us, that last Passover lamb. Isaiah 50, continuing Isaiah 53, 6 through 10. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. We're all doing whatever we want. And Yahweh has laid on him the iniquity of us all. And that's for our entire life. A life we're not done with yet. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before her shearers is dumb. So he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who shall declare his generation? For he was cut off out of the land of the living. For the transgression of my people was he stricken. And he made his grave with the wicked and with the rich in his death because he had done no violence. Neither was any deceit in his mouth, yet it pleased Yahweh to bruise him. He has put him to grief when you shall make his soul an offering for sin. He shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days and the pleasure of Yahweh shall prosper in his hand. Such a prophetic vision and sight of what Messiah would be, what he would endure for each and every one of us, for every word that came out of our mouth and every uh, action that we've had that has been 
um, against our father, against his commands. Good morning, Casey. We are so glad that you're here. So in 1 Peter 1.19 through 1.22, But the precious blood of Mashiach, as of a lamb, without blemish and without spot, who truly was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you, who by him do believe in Elohim, that raised him up from the dead, hallelujah, and gave him glory, that your faith and hope might be in Elohim. That's the the why of it. That is the why of the whole situation, that Elohim had to go to these measures so that our faith and hope may be in Elohim. Seeing ye have purified your souls in obeying the truth through the Ruach unto unfeigned love of the brethren, see that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently. Absolutely. We have to love each other. And I don't see a but if or, in, you know, only if they are nice to you, only if you're not in an argument, period. Love one another with a pure heart fervently. That doesn't mean that they may have led you back, um, but it's what we're commanded to do because look at what he did for us. You know, he was truly foreordained before the foundation of the world. At the beginning, the father already knew that we would need this perfect lamb, this perfect sacrifice of Yahushua so that we could be redeemed back into and cut back into, grafted back into the tree. And how wonderful and blessed are we for every single day that we wake up, that we can be better. We can try harder. I think it's just really important to think about right now. And in Romans 12, 9, we see, let love be without dissimulation. Abhor that which is evil. Cleave to that which is good. Be kindly affectioned one to another with brotherly love in honor, preferring one another, not slothful in business, fervent in the Ruach, serving Yahweh, work for Yahweh. If you can't be happy where you're working and you have a job and it's the one you've been given, just know that you can be happy that you're serving Yahweh and put it in your mind that that's what you're doing. I'm serving Yahweh. Okay, sorry. Continuing. Rejoice in hope, patient in tribulation, continuing instant in prayer. Prayer, I'm telling you, it's what we need every moment of every day. <laughs> Distributing to the necessity of the Kodashim, given to hospitality. Bless them which persecute you. Bless and curse not. Do not return to evil for evil. I'm telling you, it will not get you anything back but more evil. Rejoice with them that do rejoice and weep with them that weep. We, we have to do that. Sometimes when others are going through loss and struggle and they can't see, you know, how to get a way out, how to find their joy back. You may just need to sit with them in silence and be that support. We don't have to have the answers. Yahweh has the answers. Shalom, Daniel. So glad you're here, brother. Glad to see you this morning. So continuing in Romans 12, 16, be of the same mind one toward another. 
mind not high things, but condescend to men of low estate. Be not wise in your own conceits. Recompense to no man evil for evil. Provide things honest in the sight of all men. If it be possible, as much as lies in you, live peaceably with all men. If it's possible, do your best to live as peaceably with all men. Uh, I love seeing and recognizing that it's like, I get that this is going to be a struggle for many of us, but if it be possible, as much as you can muster up within yourself, live peaceably with all men. Good morning, Eric. I'm so glad to see you as well. Shalom. And dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, says Yahweh. Not our job to avenge. Not our job to go there. Therefore, if your enemy hunger, feed him. If he thirst, give him drink. For in so doing, you shall heap coals of fire on his head. Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. And one thing I realized about this Romans 12, 20, therefore, if your enemy hunger, feed him. I see that is if they're in hunger for the word, if they don't have an understanding for the truth of Yahweh, for the scripture, for the understanding of how to handle things, then we are to give them the bread of life, which is scripture. You know, if he's hungry, feed him. If he thirst, give him a drink. Speak of Messiah. Speak of how we're all forgiven and how we're all to love one another. You know, that's where we go with that. What do we have here? Ephesians 2, 4. Thank you, James, my husband. But Elohim, who is rich in compassion because of his great love with which he loved us. Amen. And continuing, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Messiah. By favor, you have been saved. Something to consider every moment, especially when we want to lash out. And I find myself having to remind my, that's why I'm having this talk. This has been a lesson for me. This has been things that I feel like the Father showed me, literally, like when we speak those things, uh, those words of anger, imagine speaking them over Messiah as you're touching his head moments before he goes to the cross. I think it will help us uh, keep control of our tongue a little better. It sure is going to be something I'm going to use to think about myself. In Matthew 5.21, this was part of our Bezora portion that James read yesterday, 5.21 through 26. And this did it for me. This is all tied it all together with the Torah portion in Leviticus, um, with the sin offerings and the different sacrifices that had to happen, reflecting our Messiah, right? What he was the last, he was the last sacrifice. He was the last offering for all of it, for all of our sin. sin. This tied it all together and made me realize I've got to make amends for for what I've done, what I've said, and I've got to make sure that I can keep from doing this again because my prayers are not going to be received if I can't do this simple thing. So we read here, 
Ye have heard that it was said by them of old time, you shall not kill and whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall say, you fools, shall be, be in danger of the fire of Gehinnom. Therefore, if you bring your gift to the altar and there remember that your brother has aught against you, leave there your gift before the altar and go your way. First be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift. Agree with your adversary quickly while you are in the way with him, lest at any time the adversary deliver you to the judge and the judge deliver you to the officer and you be cast into prison. And what I see that prison as, if you can't let go of something, if you can't forgive something, if you're holding a grudge about something, that puts you in your own prison in your head. You're locked in. You're going to renew, think about that over and over, play that scenario over and over, you know, maybe read those angry texts or the emails or whatever, and you're just going to stew in it and it's going to lock you in this circle uh, of pain in your mind. You know, that's why we have to forgive. That's why we have to forgive, lay it down and let it go. Um, and ending with there, amen, I say unto you, you shall by no means come out thence till you have paid the uttermost farthing. So what I take away from this is we have to remove um, any of that anger, any anything that we have where we're judging our brother, where we're holding a grudge against him, because we have to get rid of that so that we can leave our gift at the altar, so we can live our prayers, our, our worship there for our Father. You know, you got to take the leaven out. Every year, um, it's a thing that we go through this time of year, but I think if we're doing it right, every year it should get less and less, the amount that we should be having to remove. And these things I brought up about Messiah, and the sin offering where we're laying our hands on him is a tool to help us keep in the forefront of our mind what's really happening when we're speaking those words over our brethren. They're part of the body. They're our brother. No ifs, ands, or buts about it. Doesn't matter if they're mad at you or you're mad at them or they hurt you first or they said this or they whatever. None of that matters. Absolutely none of it. Anger stew, not good for you. Absolutely not. And I've definitely had myself in some anger stew. I intend to stop that. <laughs> and it's it's difficult uh, making amends when you've done wrong. It hurts to admit I've been wrong, but it's something we have to do. You got to pull that thorn out. You got to remove that leaven. You got to set it apart so that the Father can then let, allow you to come with your prayers to Him again and you to be back in communion with one another. You know, I just, I don't know. I feel like this Torah portion was way more in depth and and had a lot of meat to it and understanding, especially for this season heading into Pesach. It's not just a feast of a fun time to get together and and 
you know, fellowship with friends. It's a time that it is part of that, but it's also a time to go through these very hard steps that are difficult removing the leaven. So that I believe it was Betty was like, we got to get every crumb. She said, we have to get every crumb out. And that's right. That's what this is about. But then it's also about not allowing it back in. We shouldn't have to work so hard this time of year, every year to clean it all out. It should become less and less as we grow in Yahweh. And that's the goal. We have to grow in our understanding of what it is, that, what it means to be his child, what it means to be on this narrow path. It's not easy. It's a lot of self-reflection. But in the long run, I feel like we should get to the point to where it should be less. It should be less that we are having to reconcile in our lives. It should, we should learn and move forward. And if you need the tools like I do to visualize before you open your mouth um, or the works of your hand or where your feet may want to lead, to think about that scene of Messiah in front of you, it will stop you. I promise you, if you love him, like he loves you and, and you're doing your best to walk it out in fear and trembling, that tool, that vision is going to help you to do that and keep your feet on the narrow path. And that's what all this is about, to be better every day. So in John 15, 9 through 17, as the Father has loved me, so have I, have I loved you. Continue ye in my love. Don't do anything that's going to take you out of the presence of my love. This is Yahushua saying this to us. Continue ye in my love. If ye guard my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even as I have guarded my father's commandments and abide in his love. He's not saying don't. He's saying if you can, if ye guard my commandments. That, that's an effort. That tells us it's an action. We have to perform an action to guard the commandments and abide in his love. If ye guard my commandments, ye shall abide in my love. You don't just get it. It's an action. We have a we have work to do. And it's not work. I mean, it can be work, but we just have to keep that focus. The lamp on our path, which is the Torah, which is the commandments. So continuing, these things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. He's telling us this because to have his joy to remain in us, to have him to remain in us, we have to guard his commandments. That way we, we shall abide in his love. This is my commandment, that ye love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Ye are my friends, if ye do whatsoever I command you. When you see the word if in the Savior's words, pay attention to that. Because it is, an, it is requiring an action. It's an action. It's not just reading over the words. There's an action there. You know, and the line greater when he speaks these words, greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his own life for his friends. What if that's just having the ability to lay down your own flesh, to lay away your own feelings of 
this hurt my feelings or they did this or they ran their car into my car. Their dog tore up my, you know, flower bush. You know, if you can lay all that down and let it go, just let it go. That's pretty much laying your life down for your friends to not fight back against them, to not speak those angry words. You know, that could be a layer of it. It really could to be able to just set your flesh down. <laughs> it's that easy and hard. How hard is it when you're, you know, the adversary wants us to get angry and react. He wants that knee jerk reaction. He wants us to pop immediately in our flesh to fire out. I say, lay down your life, lay down your own feelings and let it, let it be, let it go. Be forgiving right off the bat. It really is a command. It's an action. Shalom, Carrie. I'm so glad that you're here. And continuing in John 15, 15. Henceforth, I call you not servants. For the servant knows not what the Adonai does. But I have called you, friends, for all things that I have heard of my father. I have made it known unto you. He's told us everything we need to know to get to the father. Right? He's told us we have it. We have his words. And we have to just stop putting what our thoughts and opinions are in there and let him show us what it is that he's saying to us. Ye shall, ye, sorry, start over, 15, 16. Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you and ordained you that ye should go and bring forth fruit and that your fruit should remain, that whatsoever ye shall ask, of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you, that ye love one another. How many times do we see him say that in scripture? How many times are we reminded of that? I just think it has to tie it all in together that that is our focus in life. You know, we have to forgive. We have to be slow to anger. And it's so hard, especially like I'm part Irish, Scottish, German. You add in all these, all these things that make you a fireball of emotions. And then when you've been raised where you see very emotional people react emotionally all the time, it is an action of each of our own to learn that self-control. And Daniel has got an interesting or a very important point. It's also when we set down our interest, that's part of our flesh. That's part of the world as well. And we do have to be willing to set that down. We have to be willing to let it go. We just really do. You know, if we're living in this narrow path walk and we want so much to be connected to Yahuwah and Yahusha, and we're praising them and we're worshiping them. It should go further than just that. It should go that we are improving every single day. That the things we did wrong yesterday, we're not picking up and doing again. That we're searching for the answers to help us to walk better every day. And I think that's what the season is about. It's not just like, oh, well, here we are again. It's time to clean the leaven out. Let's, you know, sweep everything out all over again so that we can start to load it back up again through the year. I say we get rid of it and we learn to keep it out. 
And that means changing ourselves, changing how we react, changing that we don't react. And if we feel the need to react, that we can go immediately to the Father and ask for what to do. Because I had him tell me this weekend what I should do. And it worked out. His words were, my words were his words. And that's all that matters is to let him handle, let him be our words. Let him give you the answers that you may not have. Let him show you how to get out of your flesh, how to set it down. And praise him for his mercy and praise him for the sacrifice of Yahusha. And we can be better. We get every day that we wake up is another day to be better in Yahweh, to let his truth wash over our lives so that we can be a blessings to other. You know, we want to be a blessing to others. We talk about being that light on the hill. Well, to shine so bright, there are things we have to actionably do and change in our lives so that we can be that. And we can do it because we have the strength of the Father. We have that. We can call on Him. We can put ourselves in line with Him. And, and it's an action, something we can do every day. So I pray this has been a blessing. I know it's a little heavy, but it is that season to get ready. It is that season to learn how to guard our hearts, how to be more pleasing to the Father so that our prayers and our worship rise to him as sweet smelling incense. And he can look at us and say, that was well done today. Good job. I am so glad he sees us. He knows it's a struggle. That's why he sent Messiah to explain to us in great detail how to handle these this struggle, you know, and it is it's a test, people. My brethren, it's a test every single day. Yes, I love what James says. We have to put our feelings bag out of the picture and be like Yahusha. Yes, we have to. And if it means I need to focus on what he actually took upon himself and realize that when I'm putting it out there against a brethren, that's really me putting it on my Savior I'm going, I'm going to do my best to not do that. It's going to help me not do that because I would never want to stand with my hands over my Messiah and say some of the words I've said in my life. I'm definitely going through a season of repentance. And I think that's what this is all about. I really feel that it's, it's time. We're running out of time. <laughs> so we're here where we have to now make a difference. So I pray this has been a blessing today. Uh, tomorrow night, we're excited. We're going to have a Torah testimony on Tuesday. Please tune in for that. I will start sharing links when I get them. We are so blessed by every single person that is bringing their Torah, terror, Torah testimony. I am the Torah terrorist on Twitter, however, for saying Shabbat Shalom. So that's funny. So for every person that brings their Torah testimony, there is a person out there waiting to hear those words. And I pray if Yah places it on your heart for you to tell your story so that others may be led to the light, reach out to James or myself. You can reach us uh, via email. You can 
reach uh, our email is shalom at fiery faith ministries i pray that you will also like subscribe and share so that we can reach the four corners and reach those that either need to hear your torah testimony or need to give one of their own we're here to give a voice to all of the children we're not the only ones that um the the sheep need to hear from they need to hear from all of us we all have a great commission to reach out and if you have a prayer request we have a prayer team um someone every single day is covering and all of us work together you can send your prayer request to prayer at fieryfaithministries.com and if you would like to meet face to face for prayer um with one of our prayer team you absolutely can uh Put that in your email and we will set that up so that you can have that. We also have our website. We pray that you check that out. We're going to be adding different resources. Um, You can see who we are, who the prayer team is, and get to know everything that's happening here. It's all for Yah and all for His glory. So I pray this has been a blessing to you. It blesses me to speak to you. And I send you all love and I bid you shalom.